Sochu with Ed Easton Jr. And we are back once again here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. And I'm a little more, you know, uh, I guess I can't say a little more hyped than usual. I'm always hyped for a new episode of uh, Sports Social and just being able to talk to you guys and, and just let you know what I think of the week in sports and if I have a special guest to have the special guest on. This week, I'm excited because I had a pretty awesome time. At a at a special event, this was um at uh, in the city, Clyde's Wine and Dine. Uh, as anyone knows, it's it's owned by the great Walt Clyde Frazier, and I bring this up because he had a special wine tasting event this past Friday, and I had the um the privilege of going to it and just you know in, enjoying the the different wines and. You had red wine, you had the, the sparkling wine, you had different types there, you know, it was really cool. Um, as well as uh, a couple of friends of mine were there. And usually when you go to these events, you know, it's always good and nice, you know, just to, to talk to, to different people that come by. Uh, Clyde was actually here for this event. And what made it so cool is that Clyde is meeting and greeting and talking to people. I thought this would be a great opportunity for me to, you know, introduce myself, talk to him, just ask him a little bit about the Knicks. Uh, I actually wrote about, I wrote a little bit about his uh, comments about the Knicks in a uh, recent article for Hoops Habit. So I'm going to plug that for HoopsHabit.com. Check that out. Uh, just getting to know, you know, like Clyde, you get to meet him in person. My first time actually getting to meet quite arguably the greatest Nick of all time. You could throw in Patrick Ewan, probably a little Willis Reed. Depends on your preference, but... I got to talk to the man himself, Walt Clyde Frazier, and and this is a guy for me that I grew up not only watching on TV in terms of as a broadcaster, but listening to on the radio as a kid, and obviously all the great stuff he did as a player, the uh, winning the only two titles in the Knicks history as he wore both rings um, that night. The cool thing about it is that he was just very open and honest about his thoughts on the NBA and and just you know just being a willing participant because I was in a huge discussion with a, a couple of people there we were just just you know just shooting the you know about what's going on in the NBA um uh, another person that you may recognize Lana who helps out a lot with keeping a real sports uh you also had uh, another friend of mine named Danielle they actually had a nice little wager going on in regards to which team is better, was it going to be the Knicks or the Lakers? Lana being a uh, Laker fan, as you guys may remember from season one, uh, Danielle, a uh, hardcore Knicks fan. So I'm in this debate with them talking about the Knicks, talking about Russell Westbrook, talking about John Wall. We had some other people come by that are like season ticket holders for the Knicks. And who else gave in their two cents here and there? You, you guessed it. Walt Clyde Frazier himself, walking around, decided just to stop near us and join the conversation. So we're having this just nice debate, talking about the NBA, talking about the state of it. I'm even letting him know. I'm like, we got Clyde here. His opinion is going to matter more than anything. He's Walt Clyde Frazier, you know? It was uh, really cool. And, um, you know, I usually don't put the full audios, but I just think for everybody just to, to listen to it and, and the fun that we had, uh, Clyde gives his little two cents here and there for little topics um i just want to say thank you to him and thank you to the entire staff it was an amazing time uh you guys get to just be able to listen to that debate uh, a little later in the show and it was just it was a unique experience i i can say that so 
has a nice little commercial, Clyde's Wine and Dine. Check that out. Also, just the, the week in sports. I mean, you're talking about some amazing things. Like, Let's talk about the bad stuff first, if you want to call this the bad stuff. Leangelo Ball. Now, everyone knows Leangelo's the middle child with um, you got Lonzo in the NBA right now. And you got LaMelo, who's in high school. Leangelo is a freshman at UCLA. He's part of the basketball team. He has, obviously, this whole cloud over him because of LeVar Ball pushing him, pushing him and everything, the way he does all his kids. Gets into big trouble this past week. And not only is it big trouble, you know, shoplifting is still a big deal. But shoplifting in another country, shoplifting in China... That's embarrassing and an even bigger deal because you're messing with a, a foreign country and, and, and their, their rules are a lot different than it is in America, especially if you're not a citizen of the country. Who knows what's going to happen with Leangelo? You know, I, apparently he's out on bail right now. They was shoplifting in a store, him and a couple of teammates. Now, I have no sympathy for the Ball family. Let's, let's put that out there. They're shooting their own reality show that they show on Facebook. And I just, I can't really get behind the whole big baller brand craze that LeVar Ball likes to push and Lonzo Ball's sneakers cost about $10,000 or, you know, I'm just exaggerating, but I'm sorry, maybe $500. Too much. Granted, he's an entrepreneur. I get it. I get that part. But you're putting this kid at such a disadvantage. Lonzo has his great moments. I do believe he just recently became the youngest player to ever uh, garner a triple-double in a game, just beating out LeBron James' record by, I believe, 29 days. So congrats to him on that. But he struggled, like, mightily so far this season in regards to shooting. Uh, the guy is um, hes a liability. He has such an awkward shot. He just is not consistent from the outside. Teams are leaving him open. And it, it's really an interesting thing. And then you got his brother now, Leangelo, in the news for the wrong reasons right before the season starts in college basketball. Hey, big baller brand. This is what they do. LaMelo Ball, we know he's being homeschooled by LeVar. That's going to come out well. You know, I just that's the optimism there. It's a really odd situation. And I, I'm honestly, I'm sick of it. I am sick of the whole LeVar Ball, LiAngelo Ball, Lonzo, LaMelo. I'm tired of the whole talk. I feel like we've been talking about them for so long that they have made themselves bigger than the actual game that they play, and they're not even that good. Lazo's a good player, but I don't think he's what he's been hyped up to be. And, you know, Magic took a chance on him. Magic's a very big believer that Lonzo's going to be the next big thing in the NBA. The triple-double does give people some type of hope, but that jump shot is terrible. He's got to work on that. Somebody in the Lakers camp... If it's Magic himself, I don't know, but that, that shot is just horrible. But speaking of shots, I will tell you a guy who shot is doing very well these days. Kristaps Porzingis has the New York Knicks looking awesome. Yes, the New York Knicks looking awesome. I mean, I just haven't seen a Knicks team, you know, be able to pass the ball, move the ball the way they're doing it. Uh, Frank Nilakina, I, you know, I feel good at the fact that I got his last name right this time. It's starting to progress very quickly. I like what he's doing. Him and Porzingis play well. He plays well with the second unit. 
he's such a, a a very wily defensive player. The guy knows what he's doing out there. I'm a fan of um of Frank right now, and we've heard of different reports that they didn't want to get Frank. Maybe Dennis Smith Jr. was the right pick. Uh, um, actually, LeBron James came out and said that he should be a Nick, and he talked about Dennis Smith over Frank Nilakina. And I like how the Knicks players stuck up for uh, they stood up for um for Frank and uh, you know his whole place in the draft and how they feel like Dennis Smith may have been the better choice. He actually retweeted LeBron's quote and said, "No, we're fine with what we got here. I like the team camaraderie when it comes to the Knicks already, and this is a, a far cry from what it was last year. Last year was terrible." You had, you know, the alumni fighting in the stands. It was just bad morale altogether. This team that the Knicks have currently looks like they like they like playing for each other. They actually enjoy being around each other, and you could tell by the comebacks. As a Knicks fan, I'm very proud. I am very proud of everything that's going on right now, and you need this. You really need this after all the uh, the just the heartbreak and the poor play. It's been too much as a Knicks fan. Let's get some good news finally happening. And uh, a winning record right now. I know it's early in the season. And uh, Porzingis is not going to average 30 points the entire season. I don't know. Maybe he can. But the guys looked amazing. And, it, it, and you know, I'm hoping that it continues to happen. So, you know, I'm a proud Knicks fan right now. I really am. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Also, you have... The um, the World Wrestling Entertainment, just wrestling in general, I should say. A lot of changes. A lot of uh, surprises, actually. I always hear about, you know, like this tour that they're doing in um, Europe and uh, the different stories of people not being happy with their contracts and happy with their place on the teams. We're hearing now um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were kicked off the tour because they were not happy with their position on the card. or And uh, Kevin Owens has not been happy with creative. It's, it's unfortunate stuff you hear in WWE, but that's not even the biggest story right now. It's, that's the part that, that really gets me. It's not even the biggest story. The biggest story in wrestling everyone's talking about is Kenny Omega... Being challenged by Chris Jericho in New Japan Wrestling for the United States Championship over there. Now, granted, Chris Jericho is not under contract with WWE right now. His contract ran out a while ago. So he's allowed to do whatever he wants. This is supposed to be a one-off with uh, Kenny Omega, who's one of the best in the world, at New Japan for uh, Russell Kingdom. This is their big show. I'm actually going to play the uh, promo of all of that happening in sounds a little bit later in the show. But isn't it like kind of uh, interesting that WWE didn't even know about it and they, they feel a way by not knowing about it with Chris Jericho? Jericho has every right to do this. Granted, I would always love to see him back in the, in the uh, WWE, which I think he will be. I don't see them saying, oh, well, you know what? We're not going to put him uh, in a Hall of Fame because he did a one-off with uh, New Japan. He, the guy has been loyal to WWE for so long. I think you gotta, you gotta just let it go. Let the guy do what he wants. He's gonna come back. He's one of the greatest of all time. You can't take that away from him. You just can't. 
You know, I, I'm a big Jericho fan. I, I'm looking forward to this match. Him and Kenny Omega should be a lot of fun. But Jericho is definitely a Hall of Famer. Do not hold that against him. If anybody from WWE is listening, I got to see Jericho get into the Hall of Fame eventually. Just like the man that's in there two times, and I know you guys saw his 30 for 30, Ric Flair, the nature boy himself. So many great quotables from that. I mean, besides the fact that, you know, you said he slept with over 10,000 women in his, his prime. The guy talks about his depression, his, his, you know, his son dying. It, it just so much that was going on in his life. And I'm a Ric Flair fan, and it, it was a lot. The guy eat, breathe, drink wrestling. That's just what he was about. We got a rare, very rare scene of The Undertaker, which I'm going to play that clip as well. Not in character, talking like a regular person about Ric Flair. That's just how deep Ric Flair is, that The Undertaker, not in costume, not in, you know, his whole gimmick, just being himself as a regular person, talking about Ric Flair. That just shows the level of respect there. It's it's amazing. I'm I'm just looking at everything and just saying, like, man... All these wrestlers out today, they probably wish they had half the career of Ric Flair. The guys wrestled everywhere. Um, they talked about how it did take a toll on his family, how he was a bad husband, how he was a bad father for a while. And the alcohol, he drank like 10 beers a day. It, all this stuff is like Paul Bunyan tales. It's, it's stuff that you don't think a real person did, you know. And I'm, I got to say this, man. I learned a lot. I learned a lot from the 30 for 30. Definitely worth uh, checking out if you haven't seen it already. Um, I do have sad news that we're actually going to play the uh, the press conference from the uh, sad news of that week. And that was from uh, the losing losing Roy Holiday, the famed pitcher, future Hall of Famer. Played for the Phillies, uh, played for the Toronto Blue Jays. The guy nicknamed Doc Holiday, one of the best pitchers of all time, is dead at the age of 40 after uh, a plane crash. It was actually one of his planes. Uh, it's such a sad situation. The guy pitched a no hitter in the uh, playoffs. He's is only he's one of two people. I believe Don Larson is the other one. He pitched a perfect game for the Yankees back in the fifties, and then you got Roy Halladay for what he did back in twenty ten. It's it's a really sad day for not just baseball but in sports. One of the all time greats. You don't get many pitchers like that. I mean, if you ever seen Roy Halladay in his prime, the guy was literally unhittable. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a better pitcher. And he, you know, he did it all, man. It's such a sad, sad story. I'm going to play the, uh, the the press conference right after his passing to confirm it. And you guys can just take you back to what he went, what everybody was going through. I mean, it, it was such a, 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 really, a really sad time. So definitely a lot going on in today's show. And as always... Hit me up on Instagram, Twitter at Ed Easton Jr. Let me know if you want, you know, you want to hear certain things. You want me to talk about certain things. We can see if we can get it on. That's that's pretty much what we're here for. And uh, just as always, you know, I gotta remind people: check out MrEaston.net, KeepingItRealSports.com. You got updates on the show and just different things happening. Um, got a big announcement I'm going to make next week. So tune in next week. Got a huge announcement. And uh, just, and, you know, just uh, keep tuning in. And we're going to try new ideas, new guests. Have a lot more fun with it. So uh, we're going to take a break. 
You're listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. Just going to reiterate some of the information you had and give you some new information. Um, to go back, what you've already received is at 12.06 p.m., uh, the Pasco Sheriff's Office received information about a plane crash on the waters just north of the power plant in Pasco County here in Florida. Uh, the waters in that area are very shallow. Uh, approximately the plane crash from, I've been told, is about six feet. Uh, the plane is actually located south of Gulf Harbors here. Uh, the pinpoint location is a quarter mile west from Bent Pilot Point. Uh, it started off as a search and rescue mission uh, by the Pasco Sheriff's Office. We had the Marine unit out there. Our divers were out there. Swiftwater response team. The Coast Guard had a C-130 flying overhead. Um, I want to thank FWC. As always, they were there to assist. And Pasco uh, County Fire Department. The Fire Department, again, did a tremendous job out there. I can tell you that um, there was no Mayday calls that were sent in by the Tampa Bay Air Traffic Control. I repeat, there was no Mayday calls that were uh, dispersed out there. The plane that crashed is an Icon A5. Icon, I-C-O-N-A5. The tail number, November 922 Bravo Alpha. November 922 Bravo Alpha. It's a single engine plane, two passenger plane. Uh, I can tell you that NTSB will be the main people responsible for this uh, investigation. The Sheriff's Office, we were responsible for search and rescue. And I can tell you NTSB, so any questions about flight patterns, how it crashed, what people saw, those witnesses will all be going to NTSB. We are assisting with the investigation and with the forensics piece with NTSB. I can tell you, sadly, it has turned into a recovery. Um, we recovered one body. It was a two-passenger plane, but I can confirm there's only one body involved. And it's sad to say it's a friend of ours. It's, it's Roy Halliday. Many know Roy as a Cy Young winner, future Hall of Famer, one of the best pitchers ever pitched in the game of baseball. Um, we know Roy as a person, as a a caring husband who loved his wife, Randy. He loved his two boys tremendously. Uh, he coached their baseball teams. Uh, I could tell you when he spoke of his family, he spoke of pride. And I could tell you, Brandy and the boys and the entire family, we are so sad for your loss. And I could tell you, we are praying for you. We know you're a family of faith. And we just, our, our hearts and prayers go out to you because we know how much he means to you. And I can tell you from the bottom of our hearts, we know how much you all meant to him. Roy, as I said, meant a lot to the Sheriff's Office, and I can tell you, I'm not speaking on behalf of the family. I don't have the honor to do that. I, I definitely don't, because they're going to have somebody much better speak on their behalf. But, but I could speak as somebody who knew him. He was a part of our Sheriff's Office. His kids went to school with some of our kids. He was there whenever we needed him. He was a probably one of the most humble human beings you'll ever meet. For somebody who won two Cy Youngs, as I said, one of the greatest pitchers in baseball, he would walk in a room as if he was just anybody. Didn't matter who he met. He was kind, generous. Um, his family purchased a dog for us, um, Canine Doc. Canine Doc is out there working, saving lives, you know, making our community safer. He was out there with us. We, we actually, I saw him on Friday. We had a charity fishing event. And, and sadly, we were out in these waters right here fishing for charity. And Roy was out there with us. And I, I can tell you, being a pilot, flying planes, that was his passion. He would talk 
about it, about refurbishing planes. Um, I know we had a family that were involved in flying, his dad. And so Roy, you know, I can tell you, he was one in a million. It, it is a true loss for us. I have no doubt he is looking down with God up in heaven because his heart was a heart of gold. He was a unbelievable human being. I, I'm blessed. I know our sheriff's office is blessed for knowing him. I've already gotten calls. Some of our members, they're trying to get down here as quick as possible because, as I said, he was a personal friend of our sheriff's office. And so right now, as I said, we're going to be working with his family to provide any assistance we can. From the investigative standpoint, it's NTSB. So any questions, any updates will be coming from them. Like I say, it's a, it's a sad day for us here in Pasco County. It's a sad day for Tampa Bay. It's a sad day for anybody who loves Major League Baseball. But it's an even sadder day for the family. And I ask that you respect his family. I ask that nobody go to his home. Please give them time to grieve. They deserve that. And on behalf of the family, I would just say, please pray for them. Do you think, like, in the 80s, there were people living vicariously through you? In the 80s? Oh, most definitely. Everybody wanted to be me, every man, because I had the nicest clothes, the biggest cars, the biggest house, and the more women. <laughs> and I was the best wrestler. <laughs> I mean, why do people like Ali? No one has marketed themselves in boxing like Ali. No special training, just be at the fight. I'm ready to back up everything I'm saying, and I'm through talking. Whether you like it or don't like it, learn to love it, because it is the best thing going today. He is the idol of a lot of big-name athletes. A lot of their swag came from watching Ric Flair do promos. You're talking to the Rolex! Yeah! Wear it! Diamond ring! Wear it! Kiss stealing! Woo! Wheel of dealing! Limousine riding! Woo! Now give me two claps and a Ric Flair! I think as a kid, you know, it's one of those guys you, you, you love, to, love to hate. Riding in private jets, surrounded by beautiful women. Riding in limousines every night are not things that are, you know, they're not accustomed to every, you know, Joe Blow on the street. That's why I'm wearing lizard shoes and a Rolex watch, and I got a limousine sitting out there a mile long. Five women just died for me to go. Woo! You either admired that or you despised that because he's rubbing it in your face, you know, and much of that's what Rick did. He rubbed it in your face. They all want to be like the nature boy, but there can only be one. And on top of all that, oh yeah, I'm the champ. We are the horsemen, and the bottom line is, we are all night long. When you're sitting in with your buddies, you're like, man, wouldn't that be cool if we all just travel together and, and, you know, we rode in limousines and we all had all these, these hot chicks with us all the time and, oh, and our Learjet takes us everywhere. It, it's pretty cool to think of. And, 
These guys are doing it. In the Meltzer scale for ranking matches. He's made this belt into the real world title. And he's got all the boys all over the business, regardless of company, saying he's the best in the world. Kenny Omega is calling for a microphone. Oh, good. I can't wait. Barata being helped to the back. But the U.S. champion is still Kenny Omega. A valiant effort by a young Trent Barretta. Congratulations. Welcome to the heavyweight division. Welcome to me. You all know this time of the show. Oh yeah. This is when whoever challenges me comes out and introduces themselves. So I welcome you. Please come out and introduce yourself. Well, Beretta is going to be a player in the heavyweight division ah. for a long time to come. <laughs> no takers. Nope. <laughs> Saying there's no one's got the guts, Kevin. Kudasai. Everybody, Osaka fans, people around the world, I must bid you adieu. And so, goodbye. <laughs> and good night, bang! <laughs> ah, that was great. What? What is this? This been a lot of talk about Switchblade. My God! What the hell? That's that's Chris Jericho. Jericho! Chris Jericho! It's Chris Jericho! What is this? Kenny Omega. What a dynamic performer. What a fantastic, tremendous performer. But he's not the best in the world. Um. I am. So many have claimed to be the best from Shawn Michaels to Edge to CM Punk, but they're all gone. And I'm still here. Because I 
am the best in the world. I am the greatest of all time. I am the alpha of this business. And I'm gonna prove it. Because I'm challenging you, Kenny. What? Jericho versus Kenny. What? Alpha versus Omega. To see who is really the best. I want to meet you. January 4th. What? Wrestle Kingdom 12 in the Tokyo Dome. That can't even happen, can it? So let's see who's really the best. Bitch. Oh, oh my God. What is Did the, I just, just see happened? what I think I saw? What just happened? That was Chris Jericho, and he's just challenged Kenny Omega for Wrestle Kingdom. And Omega looks happy about it. What's he gonna say? Jericho versus Omega.
Isaiah and Iceman too. Just give them the ball, and then you talk up too. Deadly and Wiggins are on the scene, and Ralph Simpson is really mean. Bill Russell didn't take no jump, and Dal Dawkins got a monster dunk. Back Sports Social with Edison Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. And I was teasing this earlier because I said I was just so excited, you know, getting to talk to Walt Clyde Frazier. The audio of me actually having a small conversation is pretty faint, but you can hear it. It was loud in there. So if you just bear with me, if you can hear the uh, actual conversation we're having. And then the debate, the back and forth debate about just what's going on in the NBA. Pretty much whatever's happening in the NBA, we summed up in that in that nice debate back and forth. And um just like I said, it was just it was cool having a legend there just to have fun, talk about it, talk about the NBA. And uh, you know, I, I appreciated the service. I mean, we had fun just playing little playing basketball in the court over there. And uh, just sipping on some wine. It was a nice, elegant event. Well done by the, the great people at uh, Clyde's uh, Wine and Dine. I'm stumbling. But like I said, it was just a great event. So uh, shout out again to uh, Walt Clyde Frazier. If you want to see the photo of me and him, it's on my Twitter. As well as some of the video of the argument that was uh, taking place. And that you're also about to hear right now. So without further ado, you're listening to Sports Social with Eddie Jr. Here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. Thank you. 
came in second last year. That's fine. He came in second because he had offense, but he's not a roundabout player. It was not even close. Westbrook was going to kick his ass anyway. Who's the shutdown defender right now at the point guard position? That's actually in the MVP candidate. Like you can talk about the MVP. You can, you can say you can say Ball's a better uh, uh, defender than him. The Wall, Wall is not a better. Nah, they won't play off the ball though. They won't play crazy. You just watched all the fights. Harden, Harden, will let Jesus kick by him. If anybody goes on defense, you go defense. That's all. So you didn't tell me. You didn't tell me. Thank you. Miller, nothing. I play defense. I agree. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. That's too funny right now. That's too funny. I don't know why she's talking about Harden right now. Like. Jordan was quiet, Kobe was quiet, LeBron is the only superstar to pick out. 
And we didn't realize how he was when he had big touches. And he should have gotten him more mellow.
Lakers Oh my God, let's throw up. Oh, what jersey do you have to wear? What jersey do you have to wear for two whole hours and I'm videotaping it the whole two hours? I'm not missing you. Gotta wear a Kobe jersey. She gotta wear a Kobe jersey. She gotta wear a Kobe jersey. But if the next one. If the next one. I'm taking my jersey off and putting it on her. And she has to walk out of MSG. This is her first time. She's never been to MSG. So she has to come to MSG. Walk out with my next jersey. Baby. Wine and Dino's. They're Clyde. Oh, yeah. oh. That's happening. Oh, that's oh, happening. Oh, we're doing that. We're doing that. And whoever, whoever loses, we're going to put that picture up. I'm tagging him on the photo. So, 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 <laughs> I want to take this time to thank everyone for tuning in to another exciting episode of Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. Uh, another special thanks to uh, Walt Clyde Frazier, the man himself, for just, uh, you know, just being himself and being uh, so into our conversation and giving us his, uh, his pointers. Uh, we're going to check out that Lakers-Knicks game, so... Don't be surprised, you know, we're going to do, I'm going to have a nice little recap with the two ladies involved in their bet with uh, Danny D obviously betting for the uh, New York Knicks and Lana going for the LA Lakers. So we're going to see what's going to happen with that. Lakers will be at the Knicks in December. So stay tuned for that. I'll have the results and everything on this show as well as on the website. So it should be a lot of fun. And uh, until next time. Keep tuning in once again at Ed Easton Jr. on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, check out MrEaston.net, SportsSocialPod.com. Have a good one, everybody.